Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are talking about the quality of life in the U.S. and what we could do. When I say we, I mean not Jared and I personally, <laughs> but just what people in general could do uh, to improve the quality of life in the U.S., uh, what things um, you know, are uh, just need some serious uh, rethinking, redoing, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics today. So we're looking forward to it, and it should be a fun one today. I will say a little subtle flex to begin our episode. I think a lot of these ideas, at least on my end, I can't speak for my co-host, but on my end, have come from travels in different countries and just seeing how people do things in those countries. And I think about how that might make us uh, Americans a little bit happier, healthier, and just have a better life overall. So we're looking forward to getting into this today, and I uh, could not do this without my great and esteemed co-host. So without further ado, what's going on, Jared? Uh, hi, Chad. I appreciate what you initially said oh, so much. Uh, we take no personal accountability for anything we do <laughs> or say. Um, we're telling everyone else what the bigger problem is, but this reflects on us zero at all. Uh, everything we do is right, and it's br- irrelevant. Um, dude, oh my God. By the way, if we're talking about uh, how to improve the um, way of life, I, I don't want to talk about it in the main topic because I always bring this up. When I, but um, my, my main one is to uh, uh, heavily, heavily regulate guns because, um, mm. once again, I, I'm sick of opening my Twitter app on any old random day and being like, hey, by the way, some people got shot out of school back back to what you were doing um which happened this morning that's why i'm bringing it up right but um Was that in texas yeah 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 um that that is uh one that i want to bring up now and not bring up later because i'm sick of talking about how annoying uh how, how annoyed i am with guns uh another right. way to improve my personal way of life is to not watch squid games i don't know why <laughs> you recommended this to me and i don't know how you also thought this would be uh, uh very bingeable i watched the first episode and i'm like all right maybe i'll watch one tomorrow and i think i might watch one this is how i ha- <laughs> handle this show i'm like i might watch one tonight i still haven't decided i don't like watching just gratuitous murder you know it's it, it was i just i wasn't as i was telling you before the game started i'm like the whole time i'm like i just hope this doesn't end up with just a whole bunch of people getting murdered and then i'm like okay uh a whole bunch of people getting murdered um but yeah um so i'm i i'm i, I don't I, this is it, I, the reason i started watching it was primarily because i heard it was good and it overtook my social media but now i'm like jeez, i don't even know i don't even know this is not why i watch tv shows to watch people get shot in the face if i were to do and it's an hour-long episode if i were to want to watch people get shot in the face i'd much rather watch it in an hour and a half to two hours in the movie and move on rather than every freaking day or just like for like right. eight hours if i binge it or whatever i gotta watch people get shot in the face it's just like exhausting it's, it's exhausting yeah i mean did it um when when kind of the first shot happened in episode one did it did it surprise you at all because i was shy bro me. I well, I wasn't expecting it, but but a little part of me was like, of course, this is what this is. Of, of course, like so. I, right. So I like, um, I wasn't expecting it by any means. It surprised me in that sense. But when it happened, I'm like, of course. Um, I, but I think I think more, less less the first shot, more like the hundred hundredth shot. 
<laughs> right. By that, I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, are there, how many episodes are this? Are there going to be any people left? <laughs> like, that was my, the first shot, I'm like, of course. And then once they're just like, right. I'm like, wait a second. You need to, I, this game's going to finish after episode one. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was kind of thinking that too. I mean, they they like called the herd by like half or so. I think within <laughs> the first like game, I don't know the numbers, right? But, and then with uh, watching the guy sit there and drink his whiskey or whatever while he watches it, I'm like, this is I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I don't know. I, I feel like at my older age, I'm becoming I'm becoming a weak, less a weak in the sense not softy because that's toxic masculinity. I mean weak in the <laughs> sense of my ability to handle like just blood and murder. You know, that's fair. I will say too about Call the me show. Crazy. I mean, it is the way they the way they just did all the scenery and the aesthetics of it. It's something else, dude. Like the color contrasts and then that kind of creepy music. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's. I will say this though, Jared. Um, I've been doing some reading, and apparently, they did a terrible job translating the subtitles, which doesn't surprise me because a lot of translators are underpaid and far overwhelmed and overworked. I mean, how many times um, have I talked about that? Where I wa- I watch something and I can clearly see that it's lazy translation. So right. I, that never crossed my mind because I don't understand a word of Korean other than "anyo." Um, and so it so that didn't really cross my mind, but that doesn't surprise me at all that they really dumb right. it down for us. Yeah, it's, you know what uh, I did find interesting mm-hmm. is that um, in the sh- language wise, they did have like a lot of just what I guess we in the U.S. would consider noises that were like, mm-hmm. "How are you? What's that?" And it's like, "Oh, you know," and it's like, right. "What are you up to?" <laughs> And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Like, like, yeah, okay, that makes sense that in a different language I'm not familiar with, like, you can just relate different sounds. Yeah, okay, sure, why not? Um, so what, uh, what are your thoughts on some of the characters, though? Uh, my thoughts on some of the characters? Uh, I mean, this old guy now makes a whole lot, like, already, I'm like, okay, see, now so much more of my social media makes sense. Because <laughs> I keep seeing oh, those yeah, old guys. the memes and stuff. I don't understand why he's sitting where he is yet. But at least I'm, I'm like, okay, I didn't even realize who this old man was. Now I get it. Um, you got to wait till like, I think, well, well I won't tell you because I don't want to give anything away, but it's not in well, the next episode. What did catch my attention, what did mm-hmm. catch my attention was um, the minorities because it's Korea. Once again, I don't know much about Korea. So right. and the reason I bring up the minorities is because the, uh, the person that uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not good with the names. The person that caught the main guys, Ji um, Uh huh. Yeah, the person that caught him on that first game when he tripped as the time stopped and the guy was holding on to him. I'm like I'm like oh that guy looks like he's from like you know India or Pakistan or something. I was like that's he's, interesting. He's Pakistani. Very good. Okay. Yep. And I'm like, um, and I'm like, uh, but and I'm like, oh, is that like a, a? And I almost Googled. I didn't like common minorities in Korea, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that like a com? Is that like their like, uh, like you know, Mexican person if you're in Texas or something? I don't know. Um, right. So anyway, um, that character obviously caught my attention. Any character that unnecessarily helped, which was that guy. And then that other Korean guy that tipped him off to, 
I guess you want to say Korean guy. They're almost all Korean. Um, <laughs> right. I, I'm telling like such an American. <laughs> that uh, the the one guy that tipped him off to the fact, tipped off the main guy to the fact that if you hide behind someone, then you're more free to move because the motion detectors directly only looks like at stuff directly in front. Right. Oh, yeah, that's his friend who uh, I think every time he introduces him to new people, that's his buddy who went to, like, uh, Seoul National University, which is, like, that's basically, like, the Harvard of Korea, from my understanding. Um, so, so yeah. there's It's funny. There's lots of memes of the main character. Um, I, I think I'm pretty sure it's Jihan um, who I'm sure I'm saying the name wrong, but he um, he constantly like there's a bunch of memes where it's like it's like nobody. And then it's like Jihan. It's like, hey, have you met my friend who went to Seoul National University? You know, like, okay. well, listen, I haven't even seen that yet. So you, you can't do this. You can't do this. And okay, also, fair enough. I just ruined the whole, ap- the whole the whole series for ruin you. it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this, this is also is not a squid game. Uh, squid game. I keep saying squid games. Right. I'm asking you. It's Squid Game, I think. Okay. I keep saying Squid Games, and I feel like it's like a, when someone says Myers or something. I was getting to the intro later. There's no one cares about my <laughs> okay, take on fair, fair enough. Hi, hi, fair hi. enough. Well, untranslatables are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. We are your tried-and-true untranslatable experts here to solve these mysteries for you. Uh, you want to get us started today, Jared? I would love to, Chad. Thank you so much. So nice. My first untranslatable and both of my untranslatables are Dutch. And uh, the first one is Lehmann achter het behang plakken. Someone uh, something? Wow. Very good, Chad. Wow. <laughs> wow. Words and things and stuff. Can you say <laughs> the Dutch thing again, though? Because I might be able to pick up more. Lehmann achter Het behang plakken. So someone, I don't know that second word, has baked something? I have no idea. What is it? To glue someone behind the wallpaper. Okay. I was nowhere close. You got to someone. You were very behind. confident in that, and you were right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you got you to gotta be confident in what you know, Jared, even, even if it's a tiny percentage of a sentence. Um, mm. uh, what was it? To glue someone behind the wall? paper wallpaper oh this this kind of reminds me of like kids who will like hide the food that they don't like at dinner or like they'll like if you have a dog like kind of swipe it off your plate and have the dog eat it i'm assuming that's not what this is to, to hide something you you're you don't like i mean you want to hide something but it has nothing to do with what you're talking about but you would like okay. to hide something but for a completely different reason you want to glue someone behind the wallpaper so you do want to get rid of them but once again, for a completely unrelated okay. reason. Um, is it? I'm assuming it's just you're you're angry at someone, so you want to. Oh, are you angry at somebody because they're 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 talking some shit, Jared? No, it's because you find someone very annoying. You want to glue them uh, behind the wallpaper. Okay. Let me just glue this sense. person behind the wallpaper. Maybe then I won't have to pay attention to their annoying, boring conversations about uh, different trains. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but okay. Uh, my first my one head, for you Chad, today. It came from my head. That's fair. Uh, my first one for you is actually all three of mine today are Croatian. My first one is um, Tico Vino Vecera Vodu. Doruch, Doruchkuye. 
which means, uh, let's see here. It means if my eyes would work. Uh, who dines on wine has water for breakfast. Mm, that sounds very Game of thrones -y. It does, doesn't it? I haven't who dines I've, on wine I've, has water for breakfast. <laughs> I've seen one episode of Game of Thrones, so I, I don't really know what Game of Thrones sounds like. I'm just guessing. Um, uh, it's like you reap what you sow. You know? I'll give it to you. Yep. Thank you for giving it to me. I will give it to, it to you. This is, uh, I would say it's more you reap what you sow in terms of like uh, like more the negative. I feel like you reap what you sow a lot of times is like, you know, if you work hard, you'll have good rewards, right? Really? Um, I generally, I mean, I agree with you on that, but I generally think of you reap what you sow in a negative sense as like you'll pay for what you've done. That's how I think of mm. you reap what you sow. Okay. I feel like that's something I usually hear a villain say. You'll reap, no, they don't say it like that. <laughs> All right. I'm wrong, Chad, and I could admit that. To experience the same kind of thing that one has caused other people to experience, if you're rude to everyone, you'll reap what you sow. That's their example. That's oh, Miriam's so example. Okay. Now, it could I, be both, who but knows? Miriam happened to go negative. They did. Okay. Fair enough. What else they you got for me, They also about Jared? Bible verses. You know, that's negative. Right. That's true. A man reaps what he sows, the one who sows to please his sinful nature, for that nature will reap destruction, Chad. That doesn't sound Amen. positive to me. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a lot of church in my day, unfortunately. Uh, let's uh, also Dutch, my second untranslatable. Uh, let's under the... Do they pronounce a K? They pronounce their K's there. They pronounce everything generally. I think. Okay. Let's under the knee ha haven. Let's under the knee haven. Excuse me. To have it under your knee? To have something under the knee. Very good, Chad. To have something under the knee. Is that like to, to conceal or hide something? No. No. Okay. Uh, there are certain certain people you go knee. to for certain things because you know they have it under the knee. Oh, or, you're looking for advice? But why are you looking for advice? In From you, that specific person, I should say. Someone has something under the knee. They have more experience. Because I probably haven't given you a, a ham horn in weeks. I'll let you have it. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true Thank you. It's just Finally. someone that possesses in-depth knowledge of something okay oh I like that. okay I'm, you know what the example i meant to give you and i forgot i meant to write it down earlier and it just dawned on me that i forgot to write this down comparing it to uh we have an english untranslatable that you could that is similar to having something under the knee has a, to do with the body part this body your hand oh back know it like the back of your yeah. hand mm -hmm. okay you i like that okay have it under your knee well, I definitely come to you, Jared, a lot of times with car questions, and you have that under your knee. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, all right. My uh, next one for you is also Croatian. Da padne naleda razbio binos, which means um, if he fell on his back, he would break his nose. Oh, someone's just really stupid. They find a way to mess up every situation, uh, any situation. I don't know if it's so much stupid as something else, Jared. Uh, clumsy? Uh, unreliable? Not quite. Not quite. Um, more. It's more up to chance. I'll put it that way. Because if I say it uh, any unlucky. other way, 
There we go. Very good. Yep. Just someone who's incredibly unlucky. I love how you say, like, if you say it another way, it'd give it away. Like, I couldn't get the chance reference. I'm almost offended that, that you're like, this is still a <laughs> clue that you wouldn't, might not get this right away. But it's up to chance. Um, do you want to give me another one? I know you really like to drag out sure. an episode. All right, sure. let's do it. I, I, as, yes, I do. My last one for you today is the Spezzi Parezzi, which means bake it, then say it. This is something I got to work on, Jared. Bake it, then say it. Uh, okay. At first, I thought I had it, but you throw me. Then you threw me off when you said something. You because I was like, um, you know, the classic shake and bake. That's just the, what, what language is this? Romanian? Uh, Croatian. Croatian. This is just a Croatian version of a classic American shake and bake. Uh, <laughs> not, involves, not quite, unfortunately. Which involves strip, sli- strip, slipstreaming your slower partner, and then at the very last minute, overtaking them so you can win and get all the glory. That's the classic That's shake right. and bake. Uh, you know, Roma- uh, Croatians love motorsport too. Um, <clears throat> bake it, then say it. Think about what you say before you say it. There you go. Very good. I didn't even need to give you an example there, Jerry. No, Look you at don't that. need to give me an example, Chad. I just like to waste some time with the fake example as I uh, when I really knew the whole time. <laughs> keeps us on our toes i appreciate it jared well should we talk about the quality of life in the united states of america jared yes chad we should you betcha so do you got uh do you got jared's uh you know jared's a uh, big list for today i got a couple things but not a ton um as our last episode no i don't have a list today of course i have a list okay. chad you don't have to ask me stupid questions like that your boy <laughs> comes prepared at all times if we say we're going to do an episode, I'm prepared, which means I'm coming with one of my patented list, lists. So when we're talking about quality of life, Chad, I, I see not <laughs> it's good to know. And I think this is the you're, you're making the right decision. Once we get to the main topic, just hand it over to me, apparently, and go. <laughs> and I think that's the smart thing to do, really, um, even though I'm still not fully against turning this Slip into on gator piss. Wrong. Wrong drop. <laughs> I'm not fully against turning this into a full Chad story time. You know, on Podbean, it's very easy to t- change the full ch- title of a uh, of a podcast, and I'll take more of a producerial role because um, I do enjoy that. Um, but for now, I'm prepared with some of the greatest list of all time until I can convince you to just keep telling your stories. Um, quality of life. Which is essentially just like, uh, I guess you don't even really have to translate, or not translate, define something like that. I mean, it's pretty clear. What the aspects of life that make it a nice place to live, whether it be your local little city, whether it be your country, whether it be this globe, Chad. But specifically because um, you like to make it clear to everyone that the United States is one of the worst countries on this earth. And I don't disagree (laughs) with you. It's just you really like to make it clear. (laughs) Um, and so we have um, addressed a few areas that, once again, as Chad mentioned at the beginning, let's not forget. Let's not forget nothing we can do personally. This is we we've done everything we can do as Chad and Jared, and our we're exhausted. But we're now passing the baton to the people that have been lazy for centuries. Um, and um, here we are with um, some of those uh, ways that we can improve. Chad, go ahead and start because. Um, you know, save the best for last. All right. <laughs> the first, the, <laughs> the, well, the first one that I think would vastly improve the quality of life, Jared, 
and we've talked about this actually last episode, is a shorter work week. So mm. if we could get, I, I don't know if it would actually feasibly ever work in the U.S. because I feel like people are so attached to working their job and being that kind of, I have so many friends now, now where they're just like, oh yeah, I'm just so busy. And they're like, brag about being busy. And I'm like, I would rather brag about having a lot of free time and doing whatever hobbies I want to do. That's a pet but peeve that's of just mine. me. That's a pet peeve of mine. And there are people that seem to make the idea of being busy their identity, you know? Right. Like no matter one of my very close friends that happens to play a bass on uh, some... Uh, uh, I don't even. I don't even. Have, he, I don't even have to do that. Nobody listens to this. I could say his name and he'll never know who I'm talking about. But anyway, I have. I certainly. That's one of my pet peeves is these people that are always busy, and that are like it's like every time you're like, oh my god, work is crazy. Then I got to do this, and it was like, and it's just like, is that you're so you're just always busy? That's your life. Uh, that seems awful. Yeah, that does not uh, <laughs> sound like a quality life to me. Yeah, why why are we playing the busy Olympics, Jared? I just don't get it. <laughs> I I don't play that. Um, uh, but uh, it does. It does. It does. It's always been a pet peeve of mine. Uh, it is. It was the same thing in college too. You know, I had a friend, for a couple friends in college that were in very specific. He's usually the people that were in like the sort of track to be in some sort of medical role would always make it seem like their uh, major was busy, was like the super busy one, and like everyone else has it easy. And I'm, and I was like, right. I think you just chose the wrong major because I'm like. I think I'm good at mine. Maybe you're just not right. good at yours and you're forcing it. <laughs> could be. I'm not yeah, forcing could it. Be. I'm this is all natural to me, okay? Uh don't don't downplay my major because I don't have to pull all nighters uh, uh on a consistent basis. Uh anyway, that's a good one. And I agree with you. What do you think, Chad, is the ideal work week for for uh anyone, Americans or whatever, for ideal work life balance? Because people do have to work, Chad. I hate, well, to, sure, I hate to break it to you. I don't want to do it of either, course. but someone has to do my important <laughs> <Right>. job. <laughs> it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it, Jared. Uh, I, I would say I think that sweet spot, excuse me, I could be wrong, but I'd say 30 to 35 hours per week. <clears throat> because then okay, I think reasonable. you have enough time to uh, spend time with your friends and family, pursue your hobbies, potentially... So, mm -hmm. So you're not even necessarily clarifying whether it should be via shortening hours and keeping it at five days or keeping hours the same or slightly increasing hours and moving down to four days. You're just saying hours in general. Figure it out. Yeah, hour, hours in general because I think – That's hard. Um, I, think, I think it's easier to – I honestly think it might be easier to mandate a day than hours because if we're Probably. working within the same time framework and you're telling people to work less i feel like that's a hard shift when day wise we're working in the same time framework uh, when i think it's easier to be like work the same but you have four days to complete the same job that you've been doing in five days because as i mentioned to you sometime recently i think i could do my same job in four days and i think a lot of people waste a good five to eight hours uh in just the normal five-day work week right yeah no i agree but i i would say that's number one I'm, and piggybacking on that jared yeah as well you, are you allowed to piggyback favorite. on yourself let me piggyback off of you you're not allowed to okay, piggyback off of yourself that's not how that works this but is you know what? podcast we could we could say i know but i hate <laughs> piggybacking and i hate piggybacking even more when someone's thinks their first uh, thought is so great that they need to expound on it even more uh, you can't piggyback on yourself. 
and this podcast, Chad. This is our own podcast. You're right. And on this podcast, you can't piggyback off of yourself. Oh, dear um, Lord. All right, fine. But I think I know what you're about to say. And if I'm wrong, uh, that's okay. But my thought process, I didn't even really think about the um, the work week and reducing the work week. Because I'm kind of good with the work week. And I see two ways you can go with this. And I'll let you piggyback off yourself. I might be wrong. But I think what's more important than um, shortening the work week as far as improving the uh, uh, quality of life is increasing minimum wage and increasing wages oh, yeah? in general, I think is more yeah. important. Um, I think that is more of an incentive to people than saying the hour thing, especially for someone like me that works in a, um, and I guess you too, that we don't work on like an hourly um, sort of system. Salaried, baby. So shortening is not really that much of incentive to me because I'm like, e- yeah, you can shorten it, but I work from home and I still have the same workload and they still expect me to be here on the same days. So how am I really shortening this, you know? But right. um, I see a much bigger incentive um, in paying people more money than shortening how much they have to work. So that's what I would say. Now you can go ahead that and piggyback off what of I was me going to say, yourself. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that the fact that like when I, I'm trying to think what the minimum wage was, but when I I started working when I was 16 in high school, I'm pretty sure the minimum wage is more or less the same, maybe 50 cents higher. Since I was in high school, and granted, I'll be 30 next week, so that's that's yeah. you know 14 years ago, and it hasn't well, changed much, and the I mean, cost of living has gone up. It's been proven that like since a minimum wage has been a thing, that inflation, in general has far outpaced um, our, the growth in minimum wage, essentially saying that people are kind of making less now than they were, um, you know, years ago. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the sad thing is, if they ever do change the minimum wage, by the time they change it, it's still not going to be high enough because it'll take up a couple of years to change it. And then... Right. Which is why you know, I think yeah. it's easier to incentivize people with more money than it is less hours because yeah, there are I a agree. lot of people already like I'm trying to make ends meet by maximizing as many hours as I can. Um, and now you're telling me that the minimum wage isn't changing, but my ability to, to, to make as much just through hours has gone down. Right. Definitely. Uh, my, my other one kind of related to work though, Jared is um, just more vacation time as well. Yeah, we are we are one of say. the few developed countries. So why out can't there. you piggyback off of me? You piggyback off of yourself. That was a perfect chance for you to say piggybacking, piggybacking off, off of your... Jared. More vacation time, Jared. I'll allow you here. Here's the thing. You know I hate piggybacking. I'll allow you to piggyback off of me, but the fact that you are like, well, I'm not going to piggyback off of him, but I'll piggyback off of myself. <laughs> <laughs> that it hurts kinda... even more. I just kind of wrote off piggybacking in general, Jared. Oh, um, I love, okay, wait, 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 wait. oh no. Oh, no. I was so well, close you just, and I ruined it. You shot it. yourself in the foot there, Jared. I ruined it. You, I opened the did. door and I'm going to leave that door open because I don't, I don't take, I don't, I'm not going to take it back. Uh, I agree with you. Vacation is good. Vacation is good. Paid vacation specifically. Yeah, um, exactly. Ooh. Piggybacking off of that, I think we have <laughs> opportunities to implement mm-hmm. some more national holidays into this country. And by national holidays, yes. I mean paid vacation, Chad. Yep. yep. Um, we, we have, First of I all, mean, let's make Juneteenth a national holiday. Can I just say that? I mean, that just happened uh, this year, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still. Okay. Well, you're saying let's do it. And I'm saying, well, they just did yeah. it. Yeah. 
Well, they made it, but it, but I don't think workplaces do they do workplaces recognize it? Well, but that's what I mean. Uh, uh, okay, I mean it's a national holiday now. It's up to workplaces to decide. There are workplaces like there are states that still don't even recognize like Martin Luther King Day, bro. But it's a right, national true. holiday. Right. But there are certain states. I believe Arizona might be one of them where they're like, listen. I guess the company can decide what they want, but us as a, as a state, we're not, you know, whatever. Whatever, bro. Um, so, yeah, I just say more national holidays. There are plenty of, and I think and it's not just the paid vacation because there, uh, there's just such of a lack of awareness in U.S. history and, what re- and who r- really was integral in making the United States what it is today. Believe it or not, it wasn't all these... Uh, it wasn't just all these white dudes uh, be- who were president or flying kites and shit and signing papers. God damn it! <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, listen, I said I wouldn't talk about guns, but I definitely didn't say I wouldn't talk about slavery. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, do you have any, uh, any, any other ones uh, around the whole pay sort of uh, r- r- thing? Well, another work-related one. Yeah, or work, uh-huh. I should say. Is is also and this is also paid as well, Jared. Paid or at least partially paid um, uh, parental leave, and I say parental yes. leave very purposefully here, Jared, because mm. other countries like Germany, men and women, when they have kids, can both leave the workplace for a certain amount of time. I know for a certain amount of time it's fully paid, and then I think if women, uh, and I say women because I don't think men are allowed to do this in Germany, I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure women can actually stay longer at home with the child, but then they only get like a certain percentage of their take-home pay. But still, I think that's great. Um, mm-hmm. I think we need to allow parents to be able to spend that time with their kids. Like I had a coworker who just had a, just had a baby, and I think she was out for maybe two months, and, uh, and I mean, those two months flew by, and, and the only reason why she was out is our bosses were kind enough to allow it, and, and, I, and I don't know actually if it was paid or unpaid. I didn't, I didn't ask. But, um, but still, I mean, the fact that um, we don't have any laws in the U.S., to my knowledge, that say, you know, as a, as a parent, you get a certain amount of paid or partially paid parental leave. Yeah, nationally we we have no um, maternity or paternity leave like acts or laws in place. Right. I think some states might have like certain things, but yeah, it should be it should be just like a, a given on a national level. I agree with you. We're talking about quality of life for the U.S. as a whole. Right. I agree with you on that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I if that you on, have kids, I Jared, too. And if you have kids, I mean, what what can what is a better way to improve your quality of life than be able to spend more time with your children and not have to freak out about finances. Mm, that's beautiful, Chad. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Although people will always be freaking about freaking out about finances. To a certain extent, we have to be realistic True. here. I think True. To, to say, I mean, obviously, improving quality of life, to live in a world where people don't freak out about finances, that would be really it. But that... Right. That uh, that's that would be lovely. Well, but, that boils yeah. down to what we mentioned earlier, right? I mean, raising the minimum wage, and uh, I mean, tune in to our one of our previous episodes about what kids should be learning <laughs> in school, which is also financial literacy. You know, um, I think it, you know it's kind of two two pieces of that puzzle there. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think if yeah. there's any. Oh, another work related one for you, Jared, as well. That I think, well, well, it's work related, but I think it shouldn't be work related. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Call me a socialist if you want, Jared. But uh, socialized medicine. 
where your health insurance is not tied to your job. If you lose your job, you lose your health insurance in the U.S. in most cases. Uh, and I yeah. think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, medical bills are one of the leading causes of debt in the U.S. Yep. And it's, it's essentially we, we live in a, in a world where if you unless you have like a uh, essentially unless you have like a sort of a salary job at a at a company that offer that offers good health care. Your healthcare is um, not good, and so you have a very high likelihood of uh, high out-of-pocket co- costs just in general as an American if you end up in the hospital right. for any sort of serious uh, reason or mild well, not reason only for that, that matter. Jared. Well, not only that, but we price gouge when it comes to medications. You know, if you're diabetic yeah. and you have to pay for insulin, if you don't have good insurance, that can run you, I think, over a thousand dollars a month or something crazy like that. I just read. Oh, let's see if I can find this tweet because I'm definitely going to butcher it if I just say it. But this is this was from a news person actually regarding COVID vaccine. Something about um, how like if this if you have insurance, you can get like a COVID test, not vaccines. Did I say vaccines? COVID test for free, mm-hmm. but. Yep. Um, it costs like 50 bucks or something if you don't have insurance. Oh, rapid test not covered by insurance and costing uh, $50 equals very legal and very cool was this was Chris Hayes' tweet. He's a popular, you know, lib, as they call it. So, <laughs> t- you know. But, uh, yeah. I, so it's just an example of, of, of um, healthcare. You know, we're, we're in a global pandemic right now, and it's like, yeah, but unless you have healthcare, we're still going to uh, – charge you 50 bucks for for uh, a test so i, well, I agree Jared, with you on the health care it, it's just I, no please you really you please when i went to germany um if i would have been in between jobs i would have had to pay 170 dollars for the two-day pcr test i got 170 dollars that's unreal yeah 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 and it's yeah it's 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 a gross system chad it's a gross system um, I had an uh, inner ear infection when we studied abroad in Austria, and I'm still not fully sure how that got paid for, but I walked in and walked out and <laughs> n- never thought about that again. <laughs> Jared's going to go back to Austria one day. They're going to they're gonna handcuff you and be like, sir, you have, <laughs> yeah, you have at, an outlying medical bill of 20 euros. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going right. to swipe my passport and be like, like wave over the, the customs right. police. <laughs> <laughs> we got to open so, warrants. Sir, so we need you to come in this room. <laughs> Are you aware of the uh, multiple open warrants for your name? Uh, no, what? Uh, how was you, your ear, sir? Here you had an ear infection <laughs> in 2012. Uh, how was you your ear? To pay us. It's great. Right. Well, you're welcome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. This is free for us, yeah, not I mean, you stupid Americans. Well, and the thing about healthcare, too, that blows my mind, Jared, is, is there are so many Americans... Um, and especially, you know, talk about toxic masculinity here, Jared. So many men, especially out there, who will refuse to go get treatment for whatever because they're like, well, oh, it'll get better. I'll just tough it out. And then it's like, well, what if that thing could be cancer or something worse? And, you know, if you don't get it checked out, and sometimes it's because of cost, um, yeah. sometimes it's because of, you know, there's a lot of issues. But I mean, there, I was talking to a friend of mine who studied abroad in Spain. And her study abroad coordinator had to like tell the Americans, like the Americans specifically, because there were people from all over the world studying abroad at, at this university in Spain. 
and they had to like specifically tell the Americans, you need to go to the doctor when you're sick, not wait it out and it will get better. Just go to the doctor because they had had plenty of Americans in the past who didn't go to the doctor because that's what a lot of us do in the U.S., and especially a lot of college students or graduate students. Uh, don't have great health insurance, depending. I mean, if you're 26, um, you know, you're you're off your parents' health insurance. So and right, that's Jeff. even if your parents have decent health insurance. But yeah, we get it. We get it. People don't have good health insurance in the U.S. We get it. A lot of people don't have good health insurance in the U.S. I'm going to take this whole medical thing, healthcare thing from a different angle. I'm going to back up, okay. go back around from a different angle. And this is how I think we can improve quality of life in the U.S. regarding healthcare. Not no health, no in, not insurance related. More regulation on medical advertisements. Uh, yes. The yes. the commercials where they advertise uh, antidepressants or heart medication or blood pressure medication and right. then uh, on TV and they say, ask your doctor about Chantix to quit smoking or whatever. Um, right. All of those, I, I think, are, are the, those the, are, are evil and predatory, I would say. And it's always like... Some random family like taking a stroll in a nice field and there's like some quiet piano music and it's like, do you suffer from daily runny diarrhea? Mm -hmm. If you do, talk to your doctor about stop flow or, you know, or That's whatever. A good name. I have no That's idea. A good name. You should be a marketing <laughs> chat. But, but you're right though, Jared. It is predatory and I, I'll never forget a German friend was visiting me and we were watching just, you know, normal TV. This was uh, before Netflix was as huge as it was. And there, and there were like two or three different, um, you know, like prescription commercials. And he, and he was kind of like, why do you have all these? And he's a medical doctor. And he's like, why do you have all of these commercials on TV? Like, shouldn't the doctors be telling their patients what to get? Yeah. Not the patients well, <clears throat> going in and asking their doctors? <laughs> and more regulation, by the way. Speaking of which, the, the advertising doesn't just stop at the crazy TV ads. L more regulation on... Uh, pharmaceutical companies incentivizing doctors via gifts and trips and shit yep. to use yep. specific drugs. That seems definitely. Uh, that seems first. It seems predatory, but then also Shady it seems like hell, Jared. Like business wise, they're just immediately like box. Like you're you're so e it's so easy to box out certain like smaller companies that can't just offer you know financial trips and right. gifts as an incentive to use their... Uh, so it seems predatory on a whole bunch of different levels, too. So uh, that's another one regarding the uh, um, healthcare that I think needs to be taken care of. It's 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 gross. Mm -hmm. It's gross. Yeah. Um, do you have any more on your list, Chad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, another big one, and I've noticed this especially a lot just from going to different countries, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is... Why are healthy foods in America so damn expensive, Jared? You want to eat, you want to, especially, God forbid, you want to buy something organic here. It's like two to three times the price of non-organic stuff. Is that the same? That's, that's not the same in other places? Not in Germany. It might be like a, might be a little bit more. But, and when we were in Germany and Austria, I remember, uh, when we were in Austria, I remember, um, Shout out to Helmut. I remember him making some joke about how, you know, if you if you get the, the bio apple here, they won't be twice as much as in America. That's what they call it. The <laughs> for That's their term yeah, for Yeah, bio or is organic. Okay. Yep. I never even realized that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> okay. I, I mean, yeah. That would be nice. That would be nice. I think that's well, a pipe dream. Well, I think dream. that's... Right. Well, I think a lot of these, Jared, are pipe dreams. But mm. um, the thing is, is that if you look at 
it, it makes sense why a lot of lower income families have issues with like obesity and high blood pressure and things like this is because the, the cheapest foods you can get are the unhealthiest foods. But, you know, it takes no skill to, you know, you basically open them up and either put them in the microwave or heat it real quick on a stove. Somebody with no cooking skills like myself can actually do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. I hear you. Uh, I'll let you have it. I'm not even going to. Yes, and. Yes, and. Ooh, yes, and. Yes, and. Um, <laughs> the marketing budgets of the healthy foods are significantly larger than the marketing budgets of the, uh, excuse me, unhealthy foods are significantly larger than the healthy budgets of the marketing foods. Dude, recently, speaking of the flavor blastification of the United States destroying us, um, I don't know where this is coming from, but I saw, apparently there's a, um, I saw a meme about flaming Hot Cheetos, Kraft Mac and Cheese, but then mm-hmm. I saw a real person I follow tweet out a picture of not the flaming hot but normal cheetos craft mac and cheese and like i finally got my hands on it and i'm like what when did this become a well i hot needs to be legally taken care of they're, they're out of control the chill cheeto they company too much needs, money the whole cheeto organization needs to be taken down and just dismantled and and not never spoken of again the things they're doing to our society are downright disgusting I'll let you right. finish your text while I uh, thank you discuss while I uh, <laughs> rant about my disgust. Please continue your text. I with, have with flame much and more hot? to say. I, you can let me know when you're done, and I'll continue my rant. I'm flame done. and hot. It, no, please. I see you looking. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I had so I'm much done. more to go, but I see you put it down. Uh, you're done now. You're done now. Um, Nothing I love more than to watch someone look at their phone and text while I'm ranting about flaming hot Cheetos, and I'm in my I'm in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Do you have anything else? I'm obviously letting you go and saving, you know, the best for the last. The best for last. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've talked about paid vacation. We've talked about less work, higher wages. Jesus Christ! I cannot. Oh, uh, every... Look at you <laughs> talking shit about me texting, and you got your phone on loud over here, Jared. Yeah, but I thought I'm not, we were professionals. Yeah, but I, I ignored it <laughs> in a matter of <laughs> half a second, and I'm paying attention again. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, let's see here. Other things to improve our quality of life. Another big one, too, and once again, this is kind of really getting down pipe dream uh, territory, Jared, because you and I both, I think, love driving our cars, but having some type of better just public transportation infrastructure. Mm. Um, I don't know I'd how, say, uh, but yeah. I'd say the idea of public um, transportation is now realistic because um just of how how big the u.s is i'll 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 (laughs) you're making me blow one of my best ones early chad but fine you earned it you earned it with your with your good idea i think public saying just public transportation i don't know that that's hard to say because uh it works in, in in congested areas, but the U.S. in general is not a place of congestion. But I True. think where we could really see some benefits is uh, national high-speed rail. And I think that there are some easy routes along the East Coast that can be done. There are some right. easy routes um, along the West Coast that can be done. And then mm-hmm. there are some easy cross-continental ones that can be done that hit sort of the major hot spots in the uh in sort of the the uh the north 
Midwest and then sort of the South, you know, maybe like Chicago, right. uh, Minneapolis. I, you know, I'm just making up Dude, random places. Dude, if you could go like Detroit Atlanta. to Chicago in like an hour, that would be so awesome. Yeah, because now it takes, what, five hours on Amtrak? Four or five four hours. Four and a half, five hours? Usually more like four to five or six with Amtrak, i It's I'd always say. late, for sure. It's always oh, late. Um, it's not that affordable either. That's the other issue, is that because it's not used as much as just people taking their cars... I think last time I traveled to Chicago via train, it was at least, I think, a hundred and something bucks a ticket. And I can tell you, dude, I traveled all around China and the the most expensive ticket I paid was $40. And that was from Jinan, where I lived, all the way up to Harbin, which was an eight hour high speed rail trip. And it was 40 bucks. I paid triple that to go from Detroit to Chicago. (laughs) On a much slower piece of technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah we uh, high speed rail s- seems doable and seems more uh more practical than um just like saying we need su- like subways and also right. it'll get people off the of frontier and Spirit Airlines let's not forget that I think that's True. Even more important that's a big plus all right you made yep. me burn one of my good ones early Chad but you earned it uh do you have any more I I have actually one that I don't think is one of my good ones but I think is key and I say it's not one of my good ones because I don't think this is possible. Okay. Money and politics well, I want to hear is now. the issue. Oh, yeah. That's a big we, one. But Not the, only that, but term limits too, Jared. Term limits is... Yeah, that's true. But we have a lot of term... We have a, do have a lot of term uh, limits. Where, where, where do you have problems with term limits? Senators and Congress, right? You tell me. Sure. You're the ones with the problem. Well, here, I have to Google See, listen, now. Chad's got problems um, with things, and he doesn't even know what the term limit of a senator is, yet he has a well, problem with I don't think there it. are any. Um, oh, there are terms... Oh, ter- okay. Anyway, I think just the ability for um, for companies to spend as much money on uh, on political campaigns and political parties is gross. Especially since when it when it comes to co- oh, I don't even know why I'm doing this. What? No, sorry. I don't, I you know I always get bummed out talking when I watch you stare at your phone. So well, you know, I'm I'll, reading the term limits. Here. Do you I, I, not I, want well, me to, you ask no, me no, no. to look. That's what I'm saying. I do want you, but I know that. What I'm saying is not fully being taken in when you're reading, so right. I was just going to let fully you read. Fully taking it in. Go ahead. You're, no, I was going to let you read. I, I wasn't mad at you. I was, I was stopping because I, I... So, and I was like, at least for Senate, <clears throat> a Senate term is six years long, so senators may choose to run for re-election every six years unless they are appointed or elected in a special election to serve a remainder of a term. How many times uh, can they hold one? Um uh, senator's term is six years. Yeah, we don't care about that. Yeah, I don't think there are any. I think you're right, though, because there, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of senators that have like had the job for our whole life, essentially. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was just, I, I, I just, uh, you brought it up, and I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure, so I, mm-hmm. I was scared to just be like, yeah, yeah, and not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. So because you brought it up, I'm like, I hope he knows what he's talking about, because I, I don't want to disagree to something I don't really know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think just the ability for, um. For companies and individual wealthy donors to donate millions of dollars to uh, billions of dollars, millions of, I don't know, however much it is, to campaigns is kind of gross. Trillions? Um, Probably. (laughs) uh, It's kind of gross. Yeah. And also because it's like, one, because the companies have no real allegiance. Companies do it just like, let's look at their policy. Let's look at their policy. We're going to give money right. to both either way. But we de- decide how much we'll give to each based off of how their potential policies will affect us as a business. And then, obviously, the politicians are like, 
don't get, clearly don't give a shit because they're like, these people gave me more money. So when I'm building my policy, I'll make sure to be more favorable to the people that gave me more money. So on both sides, there's no right. morals to it, really. I scratch uh, your back, you scratch mine, basically. Exactly. That's how it works. Exactly. Yeah. I'm paying you this money as a company, but really, this is more just like an investment into <laughs> your policies uh, really uh, benefiting, benefiting our <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and profits in four years or whatever, or a couple of I years. I forget who said it, Jared, but some comedian was like, uh, politicians should be wearing the logos of all the companies they sponsor, like NASCAR <laughs> yes. racers do. I don't and remember totally who said that either, but that's hilarious. Just like yeah. their blazers or <laughs> yeah, exactly covered in company logos, like a right. Formula One driver's racing suit. Right. Exxon, <laughs> Exxon Mobil and Yeah. Uh, another one, you know, speaking of comedians, Bill Burr, who is an idiot, I'll admit, but he has made a compelling argument that the president should be making significantly more than $400,000 a year. There's no at $400,000 a year, there is no incentive which is it's more like $500,000 um and it, but but really still it's $400,000 is like the number. There's no incentive to not be <laughs> there's no incentive for the president to not be incentivized by other people giving them money cuz you can make $400,000 as like a you don't even have to be like a high level executive to make $400,000 in the corporate world. Like it's not a lot of money if you're talk if you're really looking at like how much you can make as an executive at like a medium to large company. You know, like right. if you look at Google or whatever, that CEO probably makes tens of millions of dollars. So to right. be making $400,000, you that's a lot of levels below the CEO. Mm -hmm. um, sure. And so like that's not really a financial incentive for someone at this level. And so maybe we should be paying them more so they're less... But these people are getting incentivized by millions of dollars. So how much are we really right. paying these people? Tens of millions of dollars? That's kind of ridiculous as well. Although that's how much they pay uh, freaking coaches, college coaches. Right. That's True. But that's not national. That's state. True. Uh, sorry. Right. All right. All right. I'll relax. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, I have um, one more before I get to my real heavy hitters of the, I have two that I think okay. can solve a big portion of the problems that I want to say. Ooh, for the let's end. hear it. But I have one more that I, I'm surprised, Chad. The uh, oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. Well, please say it because I'm surprised you haven't said it yet. Free and or affordable college, not just college. That's part of my. That's part just of it. education in general. Easily accessible schools. Period. Because yeah. we know yeah. in the U.S. that there's a. I don't know how it is in other countries, but I know how it is in, in the U.S. There's a huge disparity. And forget private schools, even public schools. There's a huge disparity in public schools depending on where you live and the amount of funding that you get. That usually, yep. For some reason, based off of the st st statistics, for some reason. At the end of the day, yes, it has something to do with financial aspects of an uh, area, but for some reason it breaks down to also having uh, something to do with racial aspects of an area and ability to access quality education. We've talked about before uh, one, a school that we visited during our freshman year seminar that was for uh, girls in uh, Detroit that had children in high school that was a high school that provided um, a lot of practical knowledge and like things to do mm -hmm. and they had like an urban farming thing and then it closed down like a year or two after we visited it um, and it doesn't exist anymore and um, I remember even in the private school area when we were kids 
Um, let's talk. I'll, I'll give you some real rich kid gossip back in the day. Oh, here we go. Country Day when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Now that was the school. I, I'm like, I, you know, I went to Marist Academy in sixth grade, whatever. I'm like, Mom, Dad, why didn't you send me to Country Day? My friend Jeffrey goes to Country Day. And they were they everyone at Country Day gets a free laptop. I don't know if it's free. I mean, Ooh. it's not free. Their tuition I mean, is definitely tens of thousands not free. Of dollars. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Just a sliver out of that, you know, ten twenty. In my childhood, stupid brain, it was free. Right. Well, <laughs> it was sure, free to of me. course, of course, right. Yeah, you but, didn't uh, pay that tuition. They all had laptops, and I'm like, what laptops? This is crazy. Um, right. So, you know, even even the you know there are still even these accessible, although. Country Day was still probably also significantly more expensive than my <laughs> private school too, uh, to in order to get those laptops. But anyway, I think accessible colleges for sure. The fact that you know um, the cheapest college you could get is probably like what? What would be the cheapest if you're at in school in state or in state public school? What like ten? Well, it'd be a community 10-ish? college, I think. Okay, but that's four year also college. Two, Talking about a four yeah, year four college. Years. Be like low tens. Probably be the cheapest you can get in for per per year without I a scholarship say, right. per year without a scholarship per year like it's ten got, eleven twelve well, thirteen is probably the lowest you could get in it. Yeah, I'd say I'd say based off of what I know about what teachers make per credit hour, even at some of the like you know more like like smaller um, schools, I would guess actually fifteen G's per year. So so you're looking at sixty thousand dollars after four years. So that's still not that accessible. Well, right. and once again, if you're going full well, time, you're not going to have time to like, I'll never forget, Jared, my dad telling me like the summer before I started college, he was like, oh yeah, I could, I don't even remember what his summer job was, but he was like, oh yeah, with my summer job, I could afford uh, all my tuition and my books for a year, a car payment and rent and an apartment in downtown Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, now granted, this was in like the 60s or 70s. Well, so. but compare that to, I was looking for a, uh, I was just considering the idea of, oh, maybe I'll look to see what houses are like in Ann Arbor. Uh, nothing was in my price range. <laughs> right. Sure. Like, in the city limits of Ann Arbor, nothing was in my price range, no matter how tiny. And I'm like, okay. Um, I mean, there's also the thing where it's like back in the day, you could have like a factory job at like one of the car companies or whatever and like be able to support your family with three kids and go on a vacation right. once a year or whatever. <laughs> right. Sure. And it's like, yeah, okay. Good luck with doing that today off of like, a, like some sort of uh, factory job or whatever. Um, if you can even find it, for that matter. Right. Okay. So, yeah. I got another school one before you move on, though, Jared. Okay. It, Please. Uh, one other thing about school as well, though, is I think, number one, we need to um, just kind of change the cultural tone of, uh, like, skilled laborers and, like, you know, hand mm. workers, tradesmen, uh, or tradespeople is probably the correct term to say nowadays. Uh, but... Anyways, my point here is that when I even, you know, I went to a public school, but at our our public school, they basically jammed this idea of going to college down our throats. And I will never forget this, Jared. I met with uh, a kid I went to high school with like two or three years after we had graduated. And actually, no, it was was further than that because you and I had finished Albion. So it was like five or six years and I was in grad school. He he's a plumber. He now owns his own plumbing business. When I talked to him at that bar, um, you know, I'm not afraid to ask all sorts of questions, Jared. So I asked him. I said, I said, you know, if you don't want to answer this, that's fine. But you know, what what does like a plumber make after a couple of years of experience? He was like, he was like, well, I'm going to start my own business next next year, but this year I'm making 80k. 
80K. He has no college debt. This would have been when we were in our, our early 20s. So, like, imagine being 21, 22, 23, already raking in 80 grand. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I want to be making that kind of money, Jared, I need at least, like, four more years of experience to even be considered for most jobs in academia that pay that much. Than you have right now? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. You need to find a whole other field. You just need to start fresh. That is unacceptable. Well, why do you think I'm working on my own <laughs> business, Jared? Jeez, that hurt me just hearing that. I got butterflies in my stomach hearing that. Um, especially, okay, I, that's a good one. I agree with you on that one for sure, for sure. Are we ready for the final two? Yeah, yeah let's give me the big hitters. And one of them you might not be thrilled with, but I want your honest opinions on both of them, obviously. Here are what I think in the U.S. to really improve the quality of life in the U.S. Here are mm-hmm. two things that I think we really need to do. Here's one. Reparations. I think okay. that involves land. I want millions of dollars, and I want legal immunity from most things. And we can obviously <laughs> take out some of the obvious heavy hitter crimes that are dangerous to violent crimes. But I think that, I, I, and you know why I say that? The fact that we mm-hmm. have gone this long in our history with only the slightest national recognition of what, um, what our history has done to the psyche of a large portion of our society i think is terrible and i think that mm-hmm. um i think that reparations is also a big step into um our um move out of um ignorance into our history um and obviously i know i've i've been on twitter i know these this i know what it looks like so i but I think if we have some sort of national recognition i i expect millions of dollars i expect land uh, and I expect and and no, no I'm not even gonna, I was gonna no I'm not even gonna say I was gonna say and I expect some sort of legal immunity <laughs> and obviously obviously and by legal immunity I'm not talking about let me just go out there and kill people willy nilly I'm talking about there are people Purge in jail there are people in jail for selling weed or even cocaine or whatever or even you know and while while uh, while the marijuana business the cannabis business is a multi billion dollar business here in the US why are these people in jail right. you know it's ridiculous right. it's ridiculous people are still in jail on a national level there are some states now that let are me fighting ask you for a question, it but i'm Jared. talking about nationally bitch sorry right. go ahead <laughs> go ahead what, what was your question chad my question is though so who who gets the reparations? Is it only black people? Do Native Americans no, 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 not no, no. qualify? Well, first Do of all, Asian Americans qualify? Do the yes. Irish Americans qualify? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there should be. I, I think there. I think there should be qualifications at all level. Uh, first of all, I'll say this about the Native Americans: there have there have been reparations paid and there has been acknowledgement made i'm not saying it's enough or i'm not saying that uh but i'm i'm but there at least has been a national acknowledgement of what uh americans have done to the native americans what through financially speaking you know right sure that is and legally speaking for that matter because there are certain areas where it's sort of like the rule of like certain uh like reservations where it's like it's not really like you can't it's not really under the jurisdiction of uh, your normal city or state police or whatever so uh, all right. i'm saying is there's been it's been recognized that that there's been atrocities done to this community it hasn't even been recognized right. so that's fair um i'm speaking for what i from what i think i know I, I listen if asian people think they deserve that i'm for it i'm not saying they don't deserve it or they do deserve it 
I'm just saying, I don't know if I'm the one that I can't speak on that. It seems wrong for me to speak on that. Sure. But I it can sure. speak unequivocally about, not unequivocally, but I'm pretty confident in speaking about the uh, how slavery and racism has had a positive effect on the United States as a whole, yet a negative effect on uh, a large portion of the black of, community. Yeah. 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 Well, so, yeah, reparations. Sure. That one's that okay. one. I listen, I have two. As I mentioned, that was one of them. Can I'm I ask you? Not sure which one is more, uh, which one is more, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Where it's like inflammatory, not inflammatory. Which one is more, where it's like, oh, that's Extreme? very egregious? Not egregious. Yeah, there's a term I'm looking for, but that's not it. Anyway, what's your question? My question is you, you said you weren't sure if I would agree with you. Why would I disagree with you about reparations? Um, you might not agree with me with this one either. I meant, I just meant the final okay. two in general. Oh, I see. Well, okay. because reparations is, I, I, uh, it's. Uh, listen, I understand you're talking to me, so you don't want to, you don't want to be like. But I, I'm sure there are a lot of valid reasons why reparations doesn't work. <laughs> but I'm saying that there needs to, that you know. There's all this talk about ending racism and all this talk about how uh, we're a post-racial society, and it's all not true. And I don't believe oh, any of yes, it. Yes, for sure. I would believe it if we start having a national level of recognition that that. Okay. That racism had a positive financial effect on white people in America by negatively affecting black people in America. And because of that, here you go. And once again, I'm not saying what they did for the Native Americans was by any way uh, the, the money was worth like, oh, yeah, no, that was worth the millions of your people that they killed. And by no means am I saying that because that would be ridiculous. But there was right. recognition, some sort of recognition. I gotcha. I gotcha. My final one, chat. In this one, I think <laughs> I, this one I think can be done. In this one, I think can really make a change in the U.S. on a national level on how our quality of life is and how people perceive us. I'm so sick of getting these ridiculous questions from foreigners, thinking that just because they live in a country that's not the U.S., that they have shit figured out better than we do here in the U.S. And here's how we're gonna fight that, Chad. That's with a soccer team, a national soccer team that is globally competitive. I oh, say I like that. If we have a soccer team that we could, and I'm not saying we have to do like what we do with like like our dream team uh, in the Olympics, where we just have to be disgustingly dominant. I'm not Clown saying that on everybody because then we're starting to get to a level I would like of because then 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 I I don't want that actually because then I listen. I'll take it. I'm not saying I don't want that. But that, I feel like, will lead to more of, like, um, like idiots. We more the USA, best. More USA activity rather right. than more of us being taken seriously on a global uh, level and mm-hmm. and Americans being more interested in, in, in a global a global relationship, sports relationship. Yeah. I think we're cut yeah. off from a lot of the world because we have – uh, football, basketball, and and baseball, um, that are so nationally gigantic, and we and that even though MLS is getting bigger, not it's not it's not doing it. We're not doing it. Yeah, it's we got one close. We yeah. have right now. I'm talking as a normal, barely fan of soccer that just keeps up with it on a social media level. So I think I'm a good representation. If not, even I know more than your average American, which is not nothing. About the uh, except just right. random players. The only hot shot American player I can think of is Pulisic, 
who plays for Chelsea. That's not good enough. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. He's great. Yep. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I'm saying if, if we get – because with that, with, with that great competitive national team, we get more people um, in these competitive clubs in Europe, and right. uh, we get more – and th- that will just naturally involve us more in the, in, in the international discourse. Well, also, can you imagine – there it is. The U.S. being a place where soccer players would go, not when they're about to retire. Dude, that's a but, great point. I did not even yeah. think of that. I did yeah. not even think of that. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Having having um like a who's who's that a young oh Ansu Fati who's like eighteen or whatever and plays for Barcelona is like that wunderkind. If when he turns twenty, he's like, you know what, I'm gonna go play for LA Galaxy in the prime of my career and blow this shit up. And then like you see some other young hotshots, it's like, oh, this guy is now like the star of America. I could do that too or whatever. Right. That's a great point, dude. That's a great yeah. point. And because if U.S. if the U.S. actually say wins like a World Cup. And then they, you know, and then people start noticing more players, and those players start going to Europe because they're so good or whatever. Then they come back. Also, you know, pre- if you have Americans also come back when they're in their prime because Europeans are, probably take Europeans doing it first for an American to want to do it because that's probably more of a risk for an American than a hot European. Um, uh, not even European. I say because it's European league, but it's really like the players are from all over the world. But the you're really the right. European leagues. The, the, it's not really European are players top, exclusively for sure. that are the best. It's the European leagues that are the best. Uh, but I think that if we have a like a U.S. national men's team, unfortunately, it's it's unfortunate. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think it's unfortunate that it has to be men's because we've obviously done this with women. I mean, right. the women's national team. Uh, U.S. national team is dominant and has been dominant oh, for sure. since women's yeah. national soccer has existed. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I you know, has to be it has to be men, unfortunately, because that's where the attention is um, on a on really on a global level to really make that cultural shift. And I wish it wasn't. So yeah, no, but you're right, and that's that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, the the other thing too is that I feel Save like because. In some in some ways, we are so almost untouchable. Now, granted, I understand the basketball team lost a couple games in the Olympics last year, um, but we but don't have the Americans most part, that care about any other basketball league than the American right. League. Right. Well, and the funny thing is too, though, Jared, is that the NBA is kind of the league that's watched right. by any big basketball heads around the world. Like right. I had tons of students all in China. That's true. Right. Well, I, I had tons and tons of students in China always ask me, what's your favorite team? Who's your favorite player? Uh, much to their chagrin, it was always the Pistons because, you know, grew up in Michigan. Yeah. And I remember when we were Big good ben when Wallace. I was younger. Yeah, we had we, we had all of them. We had Chauncey Billups, Dude. Tayshaun Prince, yeah. Ben Wallace, uh, Rip Hamilton. I mean, they beat Wallace. the Lakers with Kobe on there. Yeah, that, Rashid. That was, um, that was, you know, I remember the that. Bad Boys. I remember that year very specifically. Well, you can't really say that because the bad boys, that was when uh, the Detroit Pistons true, was Isaiah beating Thomas everyone up. and all of them. <laughs> right, true, um, true. But, um, but I remember that year so specifically because I went to a couple games that year, maybe one or two, and that was the final, that was like the final year before I moved to Germany too. And I was like, oh shit. Oh, nice. Yeah, look at look at us, we're hot. And then that was the final time. But right, yeah, was typical for Detroit sports, unfortunately. Had, had the afro, the giant afro. Fear the fro, bro, yes. <laughs> yeah. Those were the days, dude. Those but were the days. Because 
the U.S. basketball league is so powerful internationally, I think it's hard in a weird way, even though a lot of other countries, not just China, do care about it. it we need something that that is not only popular in other countries, but um, just is like global. part of the daily discourse, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and like soccer is a great... No matter what country yeah, you go right. to outside of the U.S., for the most part, um, soccer is the main point of conversation. Sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, South America for sure, Europe for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I had some there's students some in Russia where, that were huge There's some places fans. where maybe, you know, maybe cricket or maybe rugby might really be the number one sport. But in those countries, I still think soccer has a has a, plays a big part. Even even in right. even in countries where soccer might not be the biggest thing, because I'm not I'm not foolish in saying that it's just the biggest in every country. Because I, I you know I know there are places right. where like cricket and rugby and shit like that are probably sure. more popular. Or hockey and some of the Scandinavian but those are more popular countries. on a local level. But when you take Correct. those countries on a national level, a lot of those countries still get behind their soccer teams in a way mm -hmm. that doesn't happen here in the U.S. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think it is growing, but you're right. I mean, it's nowhere near. Not fast enough. I need um, it to go. I need. Right. It, I need to go faster. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get your coaching license, Jared, and start making yes. some monumental U.S. changes. I'd, I'd root for Coach Jart. <laughs> that's for sure. I feel yeah, like I'm trying to think of coach. You'd be. I think you would be. Thank you. Um, I think you also give off those vibes where I feel like if I was a player for your team, I feel like you wouldn't even yell at us. You'd just walk in and you'd just be like, "I'm just disappointed." And like that, that alone, it's kind of like when your parents say, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. That I think, hurts, I think, a lot more than your parents yelling at you. Yeah, because it's not about the yelling. It's about it's about making it very clear of what your feelings are. And some people do that through yelling, mm -hmm. but you don't have to do that through yelling. I also right. think I could give a good motivational speech if I really was motivated by something. And I could get motivated by sports. Anyone can get motivated by sports. Oh, for sure. For sure. I do have one other, actually... And this one, this one is going to be a far, it's going <laughs> to no, be a far kidding. stretch. It's going to be hard to beat your soccer one. <laughs> but this kidding. one's going to be a far stretch here. Um, and I think we see it occasionally in bigger cities. Mm -hmm. But I think just, it's funny, Jared, because when I travel abroad and when I meet, for, when I say foreigners, I mean non-American people, right? Um, Non-U.S. citizens. They always tell me how friendly Americans are, how, how, you know, a lot of them love to like talk to Americans and blah, blah, blah. But... One thing that I've noticed in other countries that I don't always see as much in America is just having more empathy for your fellow Americans or just fellow people. And also just collectivism is not really something that's in the American vernacular to, to a certain extent, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree with you. And that's why I think and that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to address sort of the base emotions and base not but emotions the base interest of, of americans through sports and i think we can right. build that collectivism we definitely can't build it through reparations that won't happen uh that'll just make a lot of white people mad um, <laughs> but, yeah i hate to say it, but you're probably right <laughs> but everybody gets along when it comes to sports and we can build that collectivism through sport, and that's why I think having a sport that that the globe agrees on, except for us in the U.S., or right. so you know, adopting that sport that everyone else in the globe agrees on. So I agree. With well, you. the other thing, and I know yours is uh, uh, sort of a pie in the sky, but I'm not going to say it's not possible. I think it is possible through sport. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is is because soccer is oh, a great example of that because 
I mean, yeah, okay, you have outliers like Messi or Ronaldo, or I'm going to toot my own horn because you They've know how also big never of a Bayern fan Cups, I am, by the way. or Lewandowski. True. Well, that's None my of, point. All those people you just named have never won World Cups. True, true. The thing is, is that soccer is such a team sport. Like, like basketball is, yes, it's a team sport, but you can also have a couple people, like one or two, really carry the team. I mean, in soccer, right. you can, but it's not... I don't think you can do that as long well, I, I as think, you could with other sports. I think I'm trying to highlight how much of a team sport it is in the sense where the right. the, the mainstream superstars haven't won the biggest cut, like titles. Right. And where it's like, right. so there's still... A, so, yeah, so I, I'm agreeing with you. Where it's like, e- even the best stars in the in, in Europe doesn't necessarily narrow like e- any big star. There's so there's so it's, it doesn't mean you're going to be the best on the best national team by any means. Yeah, definitely, I I agree. But you know, I just think having that level of empathy for your and and I'm not saying it doesn't happen because you do you do hear about it. But it's I I would say we tend to be a lot more individualistic in our own little bubbles. I would speaking, say. Of, speaking of keeping money out of politics, I think there's a strong argument. If we can, I don't know who big soccer is. Maybe I need to table this and talk to FIFA? MLS or something. But I think it's possible for the MLS and the U.S. National, men's national soccer team to almost in a got milk style campaign. <laughs> oh. Dude. I can't believe I'm about to do this. This is bad. Okay. I think Let's I got it. Let's hear it. it. I, I want to hear it now. It. We need a national campaign to um, let people make it aware to people of how good soccer is as a sport and how mm-hmm. we how we need to embrace it. And we know that in general, kids today are sort of getting pushed away from football from a lot of parents for the obvious right. brain concerns. So, Got Milk was a very popular campaign regarding you know got, you know drink milk. Do you have it? Here's the soccer one that might I don't know if Got Milk is still. If they if they that's still trademark and they could still sue, but I have one that's similar. What's that? Got brains. <laughs> Granted, soccer is not great because there's some studies coming out about how headers and running into people is not great for your brain either. But it's got to be better than right. football. <laughs> oh, I would imagine so. I so would totally. So even so. though it's not great for your brain, I'm sure there's plenty of studies that can prove that it's better than football. Um. So, listen, got brains. Listen, now this is just the first. I'm throwing out a first idea and a uh, and what would theoretically be a brainstorm that lost lasts hours, um, of grueling coffee breaks and cigarette breaks as we argue and scream over possible uh, slogans. But that's just the, that's just a starting point. <laughs> uh, soccer. That's it. That's how we do it. Forget everything okay. else we said. Soccer is how we do okay. it. Okay. And I think that's possible. We're seeing there a lot go. of during the last World Cup. I remember being like, I'm not great with soccer, as I mentioned. Like, I'm a very casual fan, and I see a lot of these names. I'm like, that's a German person. I I know a German name when I see it, and it's like, right. oh, they are German. They just decided to play for the U.S. Um, so it's possible. I'm not. I'm what I'm saying is that what we're talking about is very possible if there's a conceited effort put forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree I'd say big time. Because a World Cup is every, I'm sorry, one more thing. Because a World Cup is every four years, I think maybe not the next World Cup, but the next next World Cup in So in eight years. Eight years. I think we could we could we could have a contender. 
We don't Maybe. even have to win. If we get to the second place, that's a good start to get people. I'm not saying that's going to be the end point, Shit, but that's a bro, good start. If we get out of the group stages, that's a good start. We should be able Let's to be get out of the That's true. That's true. I think I can do this, dude. I'm starting to think Baby I can actually. Right. I don't know how to contact. You need to, write, like the, you need to write the U.S. Soccer Federation yeah, or whoever I think it is. I should be the gaffer <laughs> for the U.S. men's national right? team. I have no experience other than playing a lot in high school <laughs> and, and playing a lot of FIFA now. And only like right. kind of playing now, <laughs> right? Well, once I, I get out to Detroit, ideas. we'll uh, we'll we'll have to join a league, and then you can then you can also not be a uh, player but a coach as well. Which reminds me, dude, there was a story of a, uh, um, and he he broke the record now. Uh, I forget what either club or country it was, but the, it was an it was an African country, and uh, the owner of the club played after <laughs> like he came in at like the 70th minute. Oh, he's yeah. like in his like 50s or 60s. And he's which not, I thought was hilarious. Like I think I saw that because he was not fit, is he? No, no, he, he had like, a beer he, belly for sure. Because <laughs> there are some uh coaches where it's like you clearly have played before, but this guy was not right. fit. If because I think I saw right. a picture of that. Yeah, which is just hilarious. <laughs> to me, that's a super American thing right there. Like, oh well, I own the I own the team. I'm gonna go out and you better that's believe like I'm gonna go out and play striker. Right? I still, I mean, there's still in the very back, back part of my brain, there's still a little part that's like, I could definitely play if I like had the money to really get a, get like a trainer. I could, I could, right. I could make it in pros for a couple of years. I think I, Maybe. which is not true. You should try out for DCFC, bro. No, that's like, that's like semi-pro. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's cause, cause DCFC is not an MLS team, right? It's not. And, and their fans okay. are very anti-MLS. Interesting. Interesting. Which yeah. well, see, it's it's big see, corporations. When I when I get when I get my role as like the like the whatever role it's going to take for me to turn around the U.S. men's team, they're not going to like me because I'm like, listen, <laughs> we need to be a cohesive team here. We can't be we these cl- these clubs within these multiple clubs within one nation. It's not going to cut it. DCFC is now in. MLS two, you know, or Serie two. I guess you can right, MLS Series right. two or whatever. <laughs> MLS League two, whatever they. That's what we're calling it now. That's what we're because we and that's now the feeder league to MLS. Get over it. We need this right. to be one system that all works up to us beating Italy. Okay, God. There we go. <laughs> or we France, go. I guess now. You heard you, you heard it. You heard it here fo- uh, first, folks. <laughs> Uh, key yeah. to better quality of life in the U.S. More soccer. There we go. I love it. Um, we right, we well, talked think... about we talked about things like education, healthcare, uh, the work. Uh, you know, our work system and holidays. But really, we spent a solid thirty minutes on soccer because I, I I'm confident <laughs> that that's really where the change is going to be made. <laughs> there we go. There. We... Well, dude. I mean, also, I'm not saying that there aren't racial issues in football, but or, or soccer. But I do think that does break down some barriers as well. Yeah. Um, it does, you know, and so, you know, yeah. even though there are those racial issues, you do in those situations see instances of people coming together. Whether it be yeah. like, um, so, so, so it both is a negative on on race, but then it also provides an opportunity where a lot of people do come together and sort of fight back. And you can that. talk about it. Exactly, you know, we have to have these discussions. These conversations, uh, Chad. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. All right. Well, I think we can end it there, Jared. So. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on how we could improve the quality of life in the U.S. at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on YouTube and Instagram, 
Untranslatable podcast. Also, please slide into our DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one, especially because Twitter is still running, even though Instagram and Facebook are now back up. But hey, um, so check us out there. And lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias, shishi, and dos vidanya.